1: Hi there and welcome to the Explaining History podcast and I want to talk today a little bit more about the Indian partition. Uh, there have been a couple of podcasts I've done on this subject but I want to kind of drill down and look at a kind of um, a micro picture in the uh, partition. We normally look at the uh, the, the, the big picture. Um, I want to look more at specifically at Calcutta today and what happens there in 1946 so this is prior to the uh, actual physical partition taking place but it is during a period a period of partition um, i think you can probably look at the tensions of uh, of partition uh, all the way back into the, the, the mid-war period. And there are particular changes that take place in 1946 that make um intercommunal violence occur long before the British start to um, carve up the map in that arbitrary manner. So British rule takes quite a blow in March 1946 when the Congress party uh, wins um, the elections um, of that year. Um, And it becomes um, clear that Britain will be leaving India a lot quicker than they had envisaged. So the timetable for um, withdrawal from India and also working out um, um, the shape of the new India um, and the political settlement for the new India, what that's going to look like, that has to be done in a much, much smaller frame. Also... Britain can no longer rely on the Indian Army. The Indian Army used to be a, a great tool of power in Asia to um, deal with uh, the Burmese or the Malays or uh, the Chinese or the, uh, anybody else who was causing trouble really between um, the, uh, the, the the Suez and um, shanghai so uh, that 's gone. And the loss of the Indian army um, meant, meant that Britain, the rest of Britain's Asian colonies were now um, severely in peril. Uh, there, was, uh, there were not enough um, British soldiers uh, to do the task of policing Asia. Now, the Muslim League, despite having done well in the elections in particularly important areas such as some districts in the Punjab and obviously Bengal, which is majority Muslim. Um, still is treated like a second class citizen as a political party um, by the congress party. so the um, the strategy that they envisaged that Jinnah um, of the uh, Muslim League envisaged was to uh, have strength within um, the majority Muslim provinces and to have a to, to kind of undermine a um, future independent government in Delhi, if partition didn't happen, and this would have led to a kind of a, a, a Balkan-style India, where um, essentially there are a, a, autonomous regions um, with interethnic tensions that would no doubt flare into violence. The concept of the creation of a um, of a Pakistan uh, state. Um, had been uh, around for quite some time. It had been around really since the start of the Second World War and uh, it's mentioned more and more as a clear alternative, this idea of a a homeland for India's Muslims. Um, The uh, idea that independence will come in 1947 is not... doesn't really. It's not really a kind of a, a wide currency in 1946, um, but there also the questions over Pakistan. Would Pakistan be part of any sort of a an independent homeland, but part of the same state? Would there be um, a, a kind of a, a state, one state with two parliaments? Um, would Pakistan uh, be a separate state with a similar, say, on foreign policy to India? None of this is clear, also the question of how to unite a large Muslim majority in the east and a uh, Muslim majority in the west um, with which with East Pakistan uh, West Pakistan East Pakistan obviously becoming Bangladesh by September that year an interim government had formed um, and the uh, this was intended to be, the, the means by which transition to independence um, would occur. Um, it was a Congress cabinet, there were only two Muslim League ministers um, who were involved, and the whole thing is mired in uh, distrust and resentment. Um, the Congress ministers re- take over most of the significant uh, departments, Um, particularly things such as police and the army, um, and you, in essence, get a congress government um, of India and what would later be Pakistan. Um, So this sets the scene, really, for the uh, intercommunal violence that follows. In the predominantly Muslim Calcutta in the August of 1946, Uh, Protests break out because of anger over the uh, lack of status of the Muslim League within the new transitional government and the refusal of Congress to uh, share power with Muhammad Ali Jinnah uh, and the League. The protests are focused mainly against the British, whom the Muslims believe are really behind all of this. There's an assumption that uh, Britain is setting up a a Hindu-India-dominated client state uh, in order to um, transition. Um, The protests uh, result uh, in uh, the death of 6,000 people. Um, referred to um, historically as the great Calcutta killings and um, the they, they run uh, until October 1946 um, so the killings actually all the way until 1948 uh, rise on a, a, a kind of a weekly basis um, they they have their kind of Um, key uh, period of violence up until October but are are ongoing for the next two years. The position of Bengal, uh, of which Calcutta is obviously the the capital had been greatly affected by the war there had been a flow of refugees from uh, Burma mainly those who had been um, ethnic uh, Indians in Burma who had fled Burmese nationalists um, during the war the Burmese nationalists being allied to the Japanese, one of the first things that the Japanese uh, allowed following their conquest of Burma was a, a kind of an, uh, an inter-ethnic bloodletting and allowing the uh, poor Burmese peasants to uh, take out their frustrations on, on Indians who were normally of the kind of merchant or bureaucratic class. So there was a, a flow of these refugees into Bengal. Um, Bengal had obviously suffered a famine during the war which was um, in large part uh, the the fault of uh, Britain's wartime uh, administration. Um, The the chief minister of Bengal, H.S. Surawadi um, who was partly responsible for the uh, failures during the famine uh, began to attempt to assert Muslim political influence uh, within Bengal. Um, you also the the position the figure of Muhammad Ali Jinnah, of whom I'll try to do a, a, a separate podcast on his own. Because he's such a significant figure. Uh, later on, um, he was uh, accused of having a key involvement in stoking tensions within Calcutta, um, particularly calling for a day of action on the sixteenth of August that really triggers the killings. Um, The purpose of the event was supposedly to uh, protest against the British, Uh, but really um, the subtext of it was that it was a, a protest against the potential of future Hindu domination. On the street, political activists from the Muslim League and from the Mahasabha um, which is the uh, it was the Hindu activist organisation fought it out? Um, the the league um, points the finger at Congress and says, "Well, you're whipping up the troubles here in Calcutta." And Congress um, say vice versa and blame uh, the Muslim League. Both sides organised strikes and civil disobedience. Um, It's the uh, Muslim uh, shopkeepers and um, uh, stallholders in uh, the bazaars of Calcutta that suffer the most as a result of this, um, and lose trade and and that sort of thing. And Jinnah's day of direct action fell in the middle of Ramadan, Um, So it was at a period of intense religious sensitivities, obviously during the Muslim month of fasting. Congress was also planning a direct snub to the British. Um, They were planning an Indian National Army Day. The Indian National Army obviously was the uh, force uh, created by Subhas Chandra Bose during the Second World War to fight alongside the Japanese against the British uh, in the liberation of India. And the veterans of the army who were arrested by the British at the end of the war, and uh, put in jail, were released fairly shortly after. Uh, the British made sort of catastrophic errors in it, attempting to uh, try them for treason and uh, when large the majority of them were acquitted and a few got a slap on the wrist it was an indication that the Indian courts were no longer willing to uphold uh, British rule in India judicially. It was a, a big blow to Britain's hopes to hang on to India. The majority of INA men were Hindu and at the, by 1946 um, uh, Muslim uh, youth groups and paramilitaries view the INA as a, as such a Hindu organisation. Um, they um, began to organise themselves in Calcutta. Uh, The Mohammedan Sporting Club uh, was a a particular example of a uh, a, a youth group that becomes uh, paramilitary uh, as a result. It's clear from the rhetoric of the um, Muslim League and their affiliated groups within Calcutta that they were preparing themselves for conflict Um, Talk of jihad was circulating, jihad obviously meaning the struggle against evil. It doesn't necessarily mean um, to to fight in a combative way at all. Uh, It can often mean an internal spiritual struggle. But it was interpreted by the Muslims of Calcutta as being a a direct um, call to arms.
0: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Uh, a, a, a readiness to, to fight. The local newspapers dominated by um, Hindus and for Hindu audiences obviously interpret these pronouncements in, in mosques and in um, flyers to the Muslim community as a declaration of civil war and a uh, declaration of war against uh, Hindu people. A rally on August the 16th, uh, 1946, uh, for uh, Calcutta's Muslims drew a crowd of 100,000 And the march to the rallying point took them through um, the Hindu districts of the city, where march leaders and agitators attempted to shut down Hindu stalls and force traders to shut up shop. This is obviously where trouble breaks out, um, and this is provoked, really, um, by the uh, activists within the Muslim crowd. However, there's another side to the story. There is eyewitnesses saw um, Hindu um, troublemakers throwing bricks on the Muslim crowd. So there appears to be kind of uh, six of one and a half a dozen of the other as to sort of who uh, causes the first trouble. Um, the uh, Muslim um, men at the front of the um, column, at the front of the march, uh, all armed with lattes, which were the uh, steel-tipped uh, canes, I for, ideal for um, whipping uh, passers-by in a rather unpleasant manner. So they they come ready for trouble. Once the violence on the 16th broke out, there's an interesting i say interesting, but a rather tragic—transition uh, of power. Local leaders, both Hindu and Muslim, lose the ability to calm the situation down. Uh, power transitions to from them to really local underworld figures who uh, and criminal um, figures who have far greater sway over the angry mob, and the. Um, Attack and counterattack by both sides on uh, Hindu temples and uh, Muslim mosques um, and uh, become a, a regular part of life in Calcutta. Uh, the um, violence starts to radicalise. Um, initially, the idea that attacking women and children was seen as taboo and uh, beyond the bounds of. Um, uh, acceptable uh, acceptable behaviour. That melts away and neighbourhoods actually become wiped out in the violence. There are intercommunal killing. Entire districts are, are murdered by uh, rival gangs. It's important to mention, of course, that India is awash with firearms at the end of the war. Uh, there were um, British soldiers who sold their old guns and were close to being demobbed and you know jaded British store masters who frankly didn't care whether the guns fell into the hands of uh, Hindu or Muslim mobs and did obviously reasonably well out of it before they returned home to Great Britain. The civil authorities are completely overwhelmed. There aren't even enough people to collect the dead bodies lying in the streets and floating in the canals and uh, by the roadsides and the uh, police the number about 500 they're mainly unarmed they can't do very much they can exert a little bit of moral authority and tell the crowds to go home but once they have dispersed once they've gone the crowds have dispersed um, the crowds sort of return and violence begins again and it is the murder of women and children that um, entrenches both sides yet further um, the, the, un- the unforgivable nature of many of the, the crimes um, and the murder of um, Hindu priests and uh, Muslim uh, imams um, also um, helps to demonise the enemy and make them seem um, utterly irredeemable and uh, beyond the pale. Plenty of evidence that um, the uh, INA um, had joined in, in the violence and had come specifically to Calcutta to uh, perpetrate it. The fact that, on at least on one one side, there were trained fighting men uh, gives us a clue as to uh, why the outbreak of violence lasts for three months. There are people there who have fought for years and end against either the British or the Japanese, um, and are skilled in waiting out long campaigns. Tellingly, no Europeans um, were injured in the fighting. Uh, There were a significant number of Europeans and Eurasian um, people living in Calcutta at the time. They are not targets. The... um, initial um, cover story that the protests were direct against the British um, is uh, doesn't stand up too much close scrutiny being as um, there were no British people on the receiving end of public anger. Uh, instead really this is the uh, beginnings of uh, the battle to decide the future of India um, and yet, when you get down to a, um, a, a a very micro level, a very grassroots level, there are people um, killing their neighbours who are not even informed, uh, who are not whose actions are not even informed by that level of uh, political analysis. It is simply that special madness, if you will, that takes hold in. Um, interethnic violence where uh, repressed resentments bubble out into almost unlimited hatreds and the other the other social group or ethnic group can, uh, that can be dehumanized um is done so and, and and murdered as a result you get all sorts of ordinary people taking part in the killing Uh, As I've just mentioned, there were um, demobbed soldiers and former Indian National Army men getting involved. But a lot of the killing is actually done by people who had never raised a hand to anybody. Um, Some of the the slum dwellers in Calcutta, um, who at this point were facing starvation, still become involved in uh, murder. Um, And even though British soldiers are quickly sent to uh, patrol Calcutta, along with Gurkhas um, and one division of Indian soldiers. In total, some 45,000 soldiers are deployed within 24 hours to Calcutta. This does not stop the violence. The British Army uh, attempted to use rescue units to uh, extricate Muslim or Hindu uh, citizens trapped in um, unfriendly neighbourhoods. Um, but would often find, uh, often arrive to find the uh, people they were sent to rescue already murdered. The um, role of the British uh, um, British Indian Gurkha force, in part, was to keep Calcutta going. Uh, was to keep essential services running and to make sure that the essential workers got to their jobs um, unmolested. And um, this was. Uh, perhaps a, a, a greater priority than trying to deal with the inter-ethnic strife, which basically nobody knew how to deal with. The um, administ- the, the local uh, Indian political elites and the viceroy, Wavell, had no clue as to put the, kind of the genie back into the bottle of inter-ethnic violence. And it's possible that nobody would have been able to do that. Within three days of the uh, outbreak of violence on August the 16th, 30,000 people had left the city, and some of them uh, were, had been the same people that had fled Burma uh, four years earlier. There was um, no indication that the violence was going to end, even following the evacuation. And over the next um, two years, something in the order of 20 to 30 people would die every single day on the streets of Calcutta. And following the uh, outbreak of violence uh, in Bengal, uh, the Punjab would be the next um, state to explode uh, into ethnic violence. The violence also had another uh, tragic side effect, and that was an outbreak of cholera, um, as uh, sewage, sanitation, and clean drinking water all broke down, key workers had been murdered, and the and the installations had been destroyed. In the violence, um, so this combined with a uh, a virtual state of famine in the city, 190,000 people um, having to uh, eat from um, canteens and soup kitchens um, was part of the lasting legacy of the Calcutta violence. The other, of course, is the fact that for generations, Hindu and Muslim people never trusted each other in the city again. uh, There was still following partition a large number of Muslim people that stayed behind in Calcutta, uh, Calcutta being uh, retained by India, not becoming part of the new state of Pakistan or the eastern portion of Pakistan and the violence would eventually overflow into the provinces of Bengal that became East Pakistan uh, and to the city of Dakar which would be the capital of East Pakistan and later Bangladesh the uh, violence continued because obviously uh, Bengal is a very diverse uh, part of India with um, a Vulcanized collection of Hindu and Muslim communities. And so Muslim Hindus were then persecuted uh, by Muslims uh, in um, East Pakistan as par- as revenge for the uh, killings in Calcutta. All of this happened in front of the British before they left India, And British magistrates, police officers and army officers were largely powerless to do anything at all, having long since lost their moral, political and indeed military and judicial authority in India. Anyway, I hope you found that useful, and uh, I will be, in the next few weeks, doing um, some cool stuff on the, in a the run-up to Christmas. We've got some new books to review, and we'll be doing a kind of a general roundup of the year. Uh, so stay tuned. There's, a, and then there's some interesting stuff happening in the new year, um, which I'll let you know about uh, all uh, in, in due course. Anyway, all the best, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.